I should be good now. I'm trying to figure out audacity, which has the audacity. <laughs> Difficult. <laughs> the audacity. The I just realized audacity. I realized I was very close to the mic when I laughed. So let's really. We might have to cut that out. Okay. Anyway. Well, welcome back. You're punch drunk. I am. No. I'm also punch drunk. I had coffee today. We watched. Well, we're talking about two horror movies in the same day. Like. Who are we? It's delightful. It's delightful. So, um, first and foremost, spoilers galore. Just like spoilers galore. Trigger warnings and everything. Maybe less so on this one than on The Exorcist. We probably should have. I thought it was going to get worse and it didn't, and I'm very glad for that. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, (laughs) (laughs) so. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing the movie You're Next. Um, first of all, hi, I'm Alexia. I'm Abby. Yay! We're besties. We probably did not uh, preface anything properly in our first episode, but (laughs) we have been friends since we were 14. So long ago. A long, long time ago. so old. I love horror films. And I'm new to watching horror films. And we talk about it. We're really excited about it. We watch the same movie, and then we talk about it. We try. We try. Um, so, I'm glad we watched your next for a variety of reasons. One, because it is one of my absolute favorites, and I know that that is, like, a, a somewhat, I mean, I know it's a somewhat a controversial opinion because there were people who loved it and people who were like, trash, trash, um, but I also am excited that we watched it, again, not just because it's one of my favorites, but I was actually talking to the guys about this last oh, night. Yeah? Yes, because we were talking about, um, like, like I told you, like, the um one of them was talking about their ex being like mm-hmm. unwilling to watch most things yeah. and I was like yeah I made this guy I was seeing like, watch it <laughs> and he acted like I was torturing him <laughs> um he was horrified by the whole thing and then I felt like a freak of nature for loving this movie but um prep like word to the wise this is a very gory film yeah, like, I was surprised by how gory it was and how quick it is to be like, no, you're watching this. It's brutal. It's brutal. Like, uh, But in a great but way. It, it was very, like, well done in a way that I don't like gore that much, and hence why I'm like, ew, Saw movies, ew, Final Destination, no thank you. But this one was done in a way that was like, oh, shit. It's actually building the plot along and, like, giving you context for everything, I think. Yeah, I would say this, I think, is somewhat more gory than the Saw films. Like, really? they make, yeah, they make a big deal out of Saw, like, in itself, but I'm trying to think of some of the things, like, that they do in that movie, I mean, it is, it is less in your face than, mm-hmm. than your next. Your next is in your face, like. Oh, yeah, like, right from, off the bat. <laughs> so, I guess, like, if, if we, for anybody who's listening, the plot of your next is, that there is a family reunion that goes terribly, terribly wrong. It is a V dysfunctional family gathering for their parents' anniversary. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in a very in a McMansion in what looks like the New England like. Yeah, I, I looked wilderness. on the Wikipedia and they said it's like in backwoods Missouri or something. Oh shit! So well, that's like, where they filmed it. Isn't yeah. It? Okay. Probably, yeah, probably. So, but it, it's very much like a uh, escape house film. So we're it, it's we're a very, home invasion. Home invasion. Film. That's what it was. Yeah. Yes. It's so definitely a home invasion. It's all though. shot like in one set area. We're not moving around too much. Yeah, no. So and it's all shot at night. Yeah, exclusively it's shot all at dark. Night. But not in like a we put a lens on this kind of way, but in a true this is nighttime. Yeah. And you're running around a house. Because yeah, looking at the Wikipedia article that I did like ten minutes Me ago. Me too. Literally ten minutes ago, they were like, <laughs> We filmed this movie in four weeks. We had a budget of one million dollars and which we filmed between solid. seven PM and seven AM throughout those four weeks, which is like so they were really like in it. Yeah. And I still can't remember what all of these people are from. I mean I know that mm-hmm. they're from something and if I'd been good about my research, which I obviously <laughs> was not, because we we're not professionals. No. Again, I God just like this movie. And was... We do anything professional. <laughs> <laughs> we just were on, we were signing into my Hulu account, and then I was like, oh my God, your next is on this, and it's one of my favorites. We were, we were just talking out what about to watch it. next, because our first one was The Exorcist, so we were like, oh, what do we do next? Do we do another classic? Do we do something campy? And it was like let's do my favorite <laughs> and we like I said we just been talking about it so it seemed the most apt mm-hmm. if that makes sense um 
But yeah, so we yeah we Wikipedia a little bit. I still cannot for the life of me remember what all these are, guys are from, but they were um, like the general team was also responsible for VHS one and two, and then the ABCs of death. Okay. Um, but also Adam Wingard like just did Godzilla versus King Kong. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I like, was like, oh my god, I forgot that that was him. So um, it's got like some decent like, legit actors, in addition to, like, the fi- indie film set, oh, yeah. but I love that, um, is it Ty West, who plays Ty- 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 Tyreek, and, uh, Ty- yeah, he's, like, Ty- an actual indie filmmaker, and... <laughs> they were riffing on him so hard. <laughs> they really were, but they, like, those dinner table conversations, I guess, were based on, like, their, their actual conversations with their family, yes. which I love. I love that they just, like, riffed the whole oh, time yeah, on that. because the older brother, I hate that man, he, he was just, like, you know, I like commercials. Have you ever thought about doing a commercial instead? And he's like, mm, no. <laughs> actually, no. Uh, I have a friend who's actually a writer-director, and she's done a lot of commercials, actually. But it's a good place to start, I guess, but, you you know. I mean, she's incredible. Oh, yeah. The um, girl at the who does AT&T commercials, yeah. she directs all of those. Wait, really? Yeah, she didn't start out directing him, but, like, she is, like, a producer and director of all of those AT&T commercials. I kind of love that. More power to her. I you go, her girl. So I don't know who you She's are, adorable. but... <laughs> <laughs> We're proud of you. Um, we, we like your commercials. Right. Um, <laughs> surprise. Um, but, yeah, that, I thought that was hilarious. And I was like, oh, look at them. You can tell that they're artists because they're wearing scarves. And like, it was like... Yes, because it was 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Technically 2011. Technically, so. Yeah, because yeah. the style at least. The early two, the early 2010s, mm-hmm. which in itself were a complicated and confusing But it also time. makes a whole lot of sense with their phones and the cell phones and stuff. Because yeah. The iPhone hadn't come out yet, so it was all flip phones and shit. No, it had. By, 20, oh, yeah. by 2011, it would have, but was they it? were still pretty rudimentary. Mm-hmm. Like, And with an indie film with a budget of $1 million, there's no way they could have gotten at least like three or four iPhones and done. <laughs> like, I know. There's no. no way. Either that or they wouldn't be able to make it work with, mm-hmm. like, what they were doing. But, I mean, when I think about it, I got my smartphone in 2010 when I was going off to school because my mm-hmm. parents were like, you can get the bus schedule on it. And this is how I forget how old I am because I'm like, oh, my God, yes. The smartphones are coming out as, like, in the middle of our high school years because I remember yeah. our, our classmates getting them and I was like, I don't have money. Remember, I had that I had that flip phone that was literally attached by like some wires by the end, and I was like holding the receiver up to my ear. I just remember I had the phone that um, Lauren Conrad had in her commercials, and yes. I was like, I feel special and cool because it is like a mirror. Abby's like, I am amazing. Oh my God. The best part is, is like we. Again, we knew each other in high school, I, so, like, we... Yeah, I remember our phones very distinctly. I do, too. We were obsessed with, like, flip, flop, flip, click, click, plop, 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 plop. Those things were indestructible, too, though. Like, oh, the yeah. iPhones are immediately break. Well, my friend Will, he, ex- like, exclusively bought the unbreakable phones, mm. and then he would just, like, throw like, them at the, the wall. wall. But the, he <laughs> did finally break one because he, like, threw it 50 feet up in the air, and it came down and, of course, shattered, and he was like, oh, oops. <laughs> Dear God. Honestly, that like doesn't surprise on me at all. I'll have to throw it on the ground. Okay. No, the iPhones now I, I dropped mine because I had too many things on my hands and now the screen was like correct. Oh, it no. immediately was like yeah, struggle. I mean my my tempered glass is really broken, but my phone's been okay. Yeah. Well, quote unquote okay. Well, I think it's got a virus. So I'm not sure about that. Anyway, <laughs> so the point being, uh, they is some time of flip flow flip flip flows. Flip, wow. <laughs> it's been a long weekend, and we got not a lot of sleep last night. Um, it's the time where flip phones were still prevalent enough mm-hmm. that it made sense that they had them, where cell phone jammers were cheap Only and frequent. Only $3. Radio Shack. At Radio Shack. Holy shit. Oh, my God. We're really bringing it back now. Anyway, um, and where, uh, where we, like, didn't quite to get to the cabin in the woods trope yet mm. but it was still like it was still new but different if that yeah. makes sense or it was the still, same but different yeah because it's like home invasion stuff is pretty prevalent i think but this I one agree. i think did it in such a different way that i've yeah. never thought it like us was a different kind of home invasion entirely but like i like that people are branching out from it yeah a lot. i agree um, so, 
the opening of that film, like, it is, it, they, they followed some great horror trope conventions, like, that I loved. Like, yeah. opening it with just, like, a hot kill. Oh, my God. They were like, here's the this couple having sex. There's an obvious age difference. She's clearly not into it. And she's no. just walking around without, a, like, a bra on. And then murder. Murder. Well, and that's the thing. So, Abby, the best part is, like, <laughs> you can tell. This is how I knew that Abby has not seen a whole lot of horror films. Because she was like, oh, we're launching right into this. And I was like, most horror, like, conventional horror films do open yeah. with, like, an immediate kill. Like, the kill count, like, the opening kill is a normal thing in horror films. And Abby was like, oh. Oh, we're getting in. But it was like what I was saying where, you know, with Evil Dead or The Exorcist, they take a long time to set up the exposition for it. So you don't actually get into the meat of it until farther in. So I was like, oh, shit, we're doing this now. Okay. (laughs) Abby was unprepared. This (laughs) This time, however, you did gasp at the appropriate times. All the appropriate times. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you gasped a lot. Honestly, oh watching you watch this film was even more entertaining than watching the actual film. And that's what I was excited about, I think, for this one, too. I had, like, two pillows, and I was clutching one, and the first kill, I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? <laughs> she did. She had the pillow, like, up around her mouth. Like, almost like she needed to stifle herself at some I point. Was, I feel like I screamed at one point. Pretty you did. You film. shrieked, yeah. It yes. wasn't bad. It wasn't like a... Oh, I, because it was like the, one of the first, first kill after that was Tariq getting like that crossbow through his brain. And yeah. I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> Everybody's like in the midst of an argument and then he dies and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> See, I thought that was so perfect because it's like the family is just shouting nonsense at each other. Most of it's the incomprehensible. Typical, like, right. Yeah. I would say like when, they, when the family is arguing, like it is typical incomprehensible mm-hmm. arguing. Like... In a lot of ways, I wish we'd had subtitles, just because we were talking about this the other day. You don't have to be jealous of me, I haven't done it before. Yeah. Yeah. So Abby and I were talking about this the other day. I don't remember what it was that we were watching, but you could like, oh, it was Twilight. And the subtitles were on on the Netflix. And I was like, you can see all the things that they're saying in the background background. that you like never would hear otherwise. And like, like, I think it was um, Eric and Mike fighting in Twilight. They really did not give Eric... Like, that actor, any script, I don't think. They no. were just like, just talk. Just talk. Um, but anyway, so, like, the point is, I would have loved to have had <laughs> subtitles for those family arguments, Honestly. just to, like, hear, yeah. like, see the things that we definitely could not hear in the jumble of voices. Oh, yeah, because I feel like that sets up a whole lot of the family dynamics so that you could figure out who is behind all of the killings. Because I feel like a lot of that argument would give you more subtext. I was immediately suspicious of Crispin. Which is crazy he, because... Immediately. He gave me dead eyes. He oh gave my me a creepy smile. And I was like, Mm-mm, no, don't like him. Okay, so here's the thing. The first time I saw this film was in 2013. I was in college. Well, we were in college. But I saw it at the local, like dank theater like near campus yes no I saw it for free (laughs) oh yeah yeah that's right (laughs) my boyfriend and I at the time like my boyfriend at the time and I we had um we had gotten the tickets online for free and it was at this like disgusting theater near campus where it was like there wasn't even stadium seating it was just flat seating and the screen was was flat seating and the screen was just really high and it didn't my seat was broken honestly it was excellent because it really set the stage (laughs) it set the stage for this indie film that we knew like very little about we knew it had made a splash on the film circuit Mm -hmm. and so that was all I knew about it so one I got to see it for free which excellent so I was gonna be happy no matter what happened but he and I came out of the theater being like, that was so fucking cool. It was cool. so fun. Because I had, again, I had no expectations. Mm-mm. It was in a dank-ass theater. They didn't which, have, like, commercials all over the place. Yeah, no, they nothing. They didn't spoil anything. Nothing. And so I came out of it being like, this movie is amazing. But again, like, I think those family, like, I had no expectations. And I definitely didn't come in being like, Crispin's behind it. Yeah, no, not at all. None. They, I mean, I was all, sketched out by It took Felix a long time for them to be like, you should probably be suspicious of this, for sure. Yeah, I wasn't. you don't get a whole... Like I said, the, the beginning isn't a lot of exposition. You just kind of get introduced to characters, and then you're thrown into the thick of it. So you have to eventually be like, who could be behind this? What is happening? Yeah. Because it's basically like three... Or, yeah, we're spoiling everything. Three masked people. Ha-ha. Who are killing all the, the these pe- people in the family? And you're like, who the f- is it? One of somebody? I kept going like, is there somebody in the family who's in the mask? No, there's. It's impossible. There's no way. 
See, I so knew there like, couldn't how, be a family member. Yeah. How could the, any of this happen? And so it was that was really well done. And then they actually did that thing where they make the villains people. Yeah. They're actually I people who that. do get hurt. They yell when they're hurt. They look out the window. They're not like a mysterious supernatural entity where like, you know, when she when she when she, when she like flings herself. Yes. Or even like I'm thinking about like the particularly um her jumping out the window like and mm. he, you know, scares her and scared you. Yes. I was like, <laughs> By oh him cuz he cuz he actually looks out the window to see where she's fallen. But if it had been yeah. like the Halloween movies or something, you just look back and there'd be like no one there. Yeah. You'd be like They're, where they did seem they to be go? omnipresent and like omnipotent and everything. They know every right. And these people don't because they're humans. Yeah. They're doing a job that they're being paid for and they they're just yeah. doing what And you stab doing. them and they shriek because you have hurt them. It's not yeah. like, again, yeah, like a Michael Myers situation where he is unfazed. He's just like, <laughs> For context, Abby literally just like held out her arm, looked down at it, and made that noise. Because <laughs> you could stab Michael Myers and he's just like, Unf- whatever, yeah. man. Unfazed. I feel nothing. Um, but yeah, and especially like one of them, it's revealed that he, his brother is one of the other masked people and he, he's killed and, you know, you see that pain. That's so when he good. realizes, like, my brother's dead. He was beaten the head so severely that he's dead. Yeah, and she comes in vicious. So <gasps> we need to talk about Aaron. We need to discuss Aaron. Aaron so much. I love her as a final girl. So, yes, love her as a final girl. Love her in the flipped final girl context. And we don't talk about her a lot because she is a fighter final girl. It's yes. not a, she's not a like weeping daisy who just somehow like escapes. Because love Laurie Strode. Again, I'm going to throw it back to the Halloween film. Oh, films. yeah, because it, she was like one of the original final girls. Right. right. But she like, you know, it's, her crying in the corner of the closet is, like, integral to horror film yeah. lore. But and using a knitting needle just to, like, throw a stab in and just yeah, like, go ahead and cry in the closet thing. Yeah. Right, weakness. So most final girls are characterized by weakness or vulnerability um, in a way that it's like, we must protect the innocent. The innocent doesn't get tainted or touched. Exactly. And Whereas Erin, right off the bat, as soon as trouble hit, she went into that mode of like, we need to figure this out. She was like, we're going to get shit done and you're going to, you're going to hold this chair over your face. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, she's really innovative. I don't know if I would. No, especially when that. literally everybody around you screaming, you just watched somebody get speared in the face and you're like, what? Like, what do you do? So I so I was reading that Roger Ebert article. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he did a review of the film and gave it a one and a half, and a half stars. And also, like, lately, honestly, in more recent years, I'm like, Roger Ebert can jump off a cliff because he, I think he has a poor taste. He, do, he really does. And like I said, he only looks through the lens of his straight, white, male gaze and then never can rarely ever considers anybody else's point of view or the fact that a movie might not have been made for for him him. and his taste. And it's like, you are not the pinnacle. I am so upset by him. Okay, obviously this is an extremely hot take, and I'm sure people are not going to agree with us. (laughs) If you love Roger Ebert, then maybe consider your life. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Like, (laughs) to each his own, everyone feels... That's the beauty of film, right? Like, you can interpret it however you want. You can feel however you want about it. Um, we're not going to agree, and I'm sure Abby and I aren't going to agree yeah, as we, like, gonna go through this. there's going to be a movie this. that comes along where I'm like, man, I didn't like that and too I'm much, gonna... and Alexia's going to be like, I trusted you. <laughs> <laughs> I was vulnerable <laughs> with you, and you ruined this for me. Like, what would you have done if I didn't like this movie? If I, if I came out of it, like, Oh, I think that would be a taste. taste. No, <laughs> I honestly, I wasn't sure, because I love this movie, but I wasn't sure, knowing how you feel about gore, mm-hmm. and, like, knowing that you know it just it's not everyone's cup of tea obviously I watched you know this the guy I was seeing like be horrified by it and then eventually stop it pretty quickly in and looking at me like I was a psychopath (laughs) I'm the one with the problem here obviously (laughs) um so you know I wasn't sure if you had hated it like you know we would have we would have addressed it but anyway my point the podcast Right, exactly. So my point with the whole Roger Ebert thing was he called her, like, brutally violent with, like, no foundation for that and that the survivalist, yeah, compound was just, like, an excuse for her to be be action-oriented and that brutal. And I was like, one, she wasn't, yeah, I know, ew. 
Um, first of all, I felt like she was a pretty multifaceted character oh, because yeah. you can tell when they were in the car, when she and Crispin were in the car on the way there and she wanted to like stop and get alcohol or she was talking about how she couldn't wait to meet the family and he was so lucky and like yeah. she had that vulnerable sweetness to her of like she very much wanted to meet these people because he was important to her so they were going to be important to her and also like and wanted the, to make a good impression the very small moment at the dinner table before chaos happened where his brother looks over and sees Aaron interacting with Crispin in such a sweet way where she's they're flirting mm-hmm. with each other they're wine they're just having a good time his brother is clearly jealous at that moment because he and his wife do not have that so that's why he was like hey how's your job going (laughs) let me ruin this (laughs) touching moment yeah so Um, it was like clearly like aaron is a multifaceted person women can be both strong and sweet but also her going immediately into survival mode does not make her brutal it's a trauma response for her it is a hundred percent a trauma response but also like more power to you because in the fight or flight like we see too much of the flight and she did all all of the above oh yeah if she, she froze f- she would fight she would flee sometimes she did both at the same time right i felt like she had a pro- like not a again appropriate responses for somebody who was trained mm-hmm. to handle or who had at least been prepared to handle those situations oh, but yeah. I felt like she was a very realistic especially character. in that scene where she is caught by one of the masked guys and you know, she's just like, I'm going to fling my weapon at him. I don't care if it hits. And then I'm going to fling myself out the window because mm-hmm. that is like, I'm going to both fight and fly right. with this. And it's like, that's a wonderful response. I would have never thought to launch myself out the window. Oh, fuck no. I would have been a two-story window. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm cornered. This is the moment I, I, I die. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> it's all over. And then she gets that shard of glass in her leg and she knows how to like bandage it up and take care of I it. I know. Ugh. As somebody who has also picked glass out of skin, like I told you in that, mm-hmm. I was like, that is rough. That is rough uh, stuff. It was a huge shard of glass, but I was like, at least she has a weapon now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, now she has a weapon she can stab him with. And I'm like, I don't know if that's where she's going to go with that. Not to mention doing so would probably have to cut her own hand. Yeah. But I think that's what also makes Erin such a great final girl because you are rooting for her the entire time. Yeah. Especially, like, even at the end where Crispin is trying to, com- like, convince her and bribe her and she's just like fuck you no stab (laughs) and he's like why and she's like why the fuck not why would i go along with this but also i totally feel the why the fuck not part because it's like she's been through all of this horrible shit and it's like what is one more how many x amount of yeah what is one more because she's already you clearly have just like shown me that you don't care about me you left me alone in a house that is with to be murdered or at the risk of murder but also not even that like he left her with people she does not know hoping that they would just care for her knowing that he hates them enough to have gotten them murdered i just don't understand his uh his sister's Fiance gets shot in the head. He yeah. saw his own sister get clotheslined. That was the be- That was the best use of piano wire oh since the audition. God. But we're not watching that because you will absolutely hate that. And honestly, there's enough grotesquerie in that that I will not watch okay, that again. Yeah. Anyway, but but like if you've seen audition, you know piano wire is because you know something bad is going to happen as soon as they start opening those doors. You think they're going to like shoot her, but no, she just gets clotheslined. Fuck out. She really does. Ugh. Intense. This movie was very good with surprises. Yeah. Which is also why I liked it. Yeah, I would say it's it's You're surprising. for the, the final girl, and it, you have the good surprises. It's surprising. It's also, like, there are no real jump scares that don't mm-hmm. pan out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. When the hand came out from under the bed, I was like, oh, my God. I know. And it kept following it, because you actually see there was a person under there. Yeah. Instead of just, like, mysterious supernatural being yeah. that doesn't exist. I think that that's what makes it creepier and scarier is that like it all feels very realistic Mm -hmm. and I think that also does have to do with the indie roots of the film it's not a big budget horror flick where everything's CGI or it's like that shiny I don't under I don't know what to characterize that quality Mm -hmm. that those big budget horror films have where it just it's it's distancing too glossy or something yeah you feel separate from the action and it's not as immediate whereas this was very immediate. But it was also so well done. Like, yeah. with such a low budget, they actually knew how to pan out their money so that it looked wonderful. Yeah. 
and really, really well done. I mean, I want to know what they used for... We were talking about this. <laughs> Abby was like, I wonder what they used in that blood to make it stick so excellently. What kind of gelatin did they, the mixture did they use to make the blood stick to them? <laughs> well, and that's it. Was it just like corn syrup with some chunks? Mm-hmm. Like, But I did, again, love that it was very visceral. Mm-hmm. and vi- the So the blood was viscous. Ugh. It wasn't just like blood. It was like, it was thick and like clotty and caught all this everywhere. Is, again, this is Trigger very graphic. Blood. Yeah, this is graphic. <laughs> but it was. It was very it felt very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was all up in your face. The the sounds that came out, like the sound of like a shard coming out of her leg or, you know, something at like one of the the axe the swingings. The axe swinging, oh, yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely oh, horrific. Excellent. But that <laughs> but it really added to it without separating me from it. Agreed. I'd never Agreed. once felt during that movie that I was outside of it. Yeah. I was still there rooting for the characters. I think that's what I love so much about it. I don't know. There's just something about this movie that is very And it really stuck with you. It, I, I especially remembered the final acts, and I was like, what are they doing with it? I hope we follow through with it, and we did. So that's the thing. Okay, so when I saw this film, I was so absorbed. I was grossly absorbed. Keep in mind, I was mm-hmm. what? Like, this oh, was yeah. 2013, so I was 21 at the time. So yes. I was 21 when I saw this film for the first time, mm-hmm. and um, I remember, like, it wasn't until the guy goes to open the door, and I was like, oh, fuck, yes! And she goes, no! <laughs> yeah, I had completely forgotten, being so absorbed with everything that happened and the reveal, and mm-hmm. again, I try not to think too far ahead, yeah. knowing that I don't like to spoil it for myself, oh, yeah, yeah. whereas Abby the whole time was speculating wildly. Oh, that's all I do. I'm just like, what is happening? And, it, and I never expect an answer from it, because you know you're like, I've already seen this, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm always just like... Is it this? We're we recorded the... ourselves during the entire movie. Oh my god! And I'm just constantly like, I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> this That's is disgusting. That's just at one, at one point. I finally was like, Addie, stop speculating and just watch the movie. And she's like, No, never. I will not. Can't stop. Won't stop. I'll do both. <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. And I'm like, All right, fine. Ivy's worse than me, though. I believe that. Ivy is so much worse. I 100% believe that. We're, we're better. My mom is bad about that, too. She really is. I love her to death, but she'll be like, what's that? And I'm like, let's watch it together, shall we? Like, And I've said that to her before, so it's now like a running joke where I'm like, well, she'll look at me let's and she goes, yes, let's watch it together, shall we? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm be- we're, better, we're really good in, in a theater setting. At home, it's more like the casual relaxation. Oh, 100%. Where, whereas our friend uh, Denny, he is like, do not talk during this movie. If you do, I will kick you out of the room. So here's the thing. I think, I think I'm I'm like that with some films, oh, and yeah. not like that with others. Like, I think there, especially horror films. Mm-hmm. The fun of a lot of horror films is that you can have that like quippy, witty banter between audience, like a viewership, mm-hmm. and audience can have that interaction. I think that's why Rocky Horror does so well with oh, the interactive. God, yes. Yeah, we'll get to that another time. Mm-hmm. But that is one of the fun things about horror is like. It's a community-based Yeah, event. it is. It 100% is. Which is oh, why you like it so much. I think so. <laughs> Alexa is the extrovert of the relationship, <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, horror movies are meant to be experienced in a broader yeah. sense instead of just watching at home alone and being scared and scaring yourself. It's more yeah. like, how can we come together talking about it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I have watched many a horror film at home by myself, which is an experience into itself for mm-hmm. sure but a film like this i think there's a huge difference like some of those quieter like dread creepy mm-hmm. films to watch by yourself is undoubtedly an experience but something like this where it's like a slaughterhouse it's like a slaughter <laughs> fest <laughs> from beginning to end like oh yeah because i would i feel like i would want to watch like texas chainsaw massacre with friends oh 100%. i saw it friday the 13th with friends so, so it's, good. it's like yes. that kind of thing where you're like, I want to enjoy this with other people and not feel like, eh, it's lame. Now. And like, yeah. it's all, it, I can obviously see like any flaws with it, but I want to riff off with other people. A hundred percent. And I'm, I will usually know going in whether I want to do one way or the other. Oh, yeah. Because I like Denny, if I haven't seen the movie before and I'm very excited about it, yeah, we are not speaking. Do not speak. For the most part. And I can like but, but something like this, no, it was, 
Like it was we, more when, fun. Whenever to... we do Cabin in the Woods, I would love for us to watch it together. Oh, a hundred percent. Because that's another one where I'm like, this needs to be. Oh my god. So it's so funny doing this with you now because I know that I know that um your next was inspired by a lot of different films. And it's funny because we did riff on that like while we were watching yeah. the movie. You were like, This is very home alone, and I was like, I know. <laughs> and there or, was like there's an homage to Shining where she late where he acts through when he the acts door. Through the door. Or like, um when she actually launches herself out the window and looks back up. That's yes. such a Halloween moment. Yes. Um and I know that there are some other films and like the scream Okay, it was heavily inspired by Scream. You can totally tell. And Scream oh, is... yeah, because of the masks. Right. Scream is probably my favorite horror film. I love that film. I think that there's one Wes Craven. I mean, Wes Craven is... And mwah, like, chef's wonderful. kiss. <laughs> Wes Craven. But um, I love that he always is willing to play on his own films, yeah. and that's the fun of Scream. But again, it does incorporate those, like, silly, silly, campy, but mm-hmm. somewhat sadistic, like, omnipotent, omnipresent yeah. villains. Whereas this one was like, no, they're real people. Yeah. But, um, it's funny to watch, to watch these with you, and you, knowing that you have no idea what half the references <laughs> are, because we haven't watched any of those before, but yeah. I think, one, I'm glad you're going in untainted, because you can appreciate the movie for itself. Yeah. But then, as we go through some of our, like, future movies will be able to make those references. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. That's the thing. That was supposed to be funny. Yeah. That's but probably why we can't watch Cabin in the Woods yet. Not yet. Probably. We'll have to build ourselves up to we it. We will definitely will. Wait. It's, I mean, it's excellent in the same way that I think. Because it's supposed to be a riff on Cabin movies, like. No, it's a straight up right? riff on every horror film. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a riff on horror film conventions, and you're not really supposed to know that I guess like right now but you know you're, you know that because yeah. of just the friends that you have <laughs> so fun fact uh, Abby despite like never having really watched horror films and not really having a foundation for that has a lot of friends who love horror films oh yeah I her, find these people I yeah find people. her friends here in Texas that I have now pretty much you were in like, the group joint and like I, I rolled in and like any good extrovert was like you are my friends now oh, I love people. you I love you and let's gather together. <laughs> um, but a lot of them really love horror films and mm-hmm. we bonded over over a lot of that um, and we're trading stories. Actually, Your Next was one of the ones I suggested yeah. to Denny, I think. Okay. I don't know if he'd actually seen it. Maybe he had. But oh. I know that I was like, have you seen it? You need to see it. This yes. is my, he's like one of my favorites. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and he gave me some really good suggestions too. Actually, um, I think it was Davis yesterday gave me Davis some really good suggestions Davis has amazing like movie recommendations yeah. like Davis and Denny watch movies together a whole lot but they like they watch all of them and they're so good yeah that's awesome we'll have to ask Davis likes the indie movies too so he had a suggestion for a movie I'd never even heard of which is <gasps> unreal I know I know it was so good but this is so. what Davis does he's like I watch this movie you've never heard of it before yeah that's true that's fair I can't wait to he probably has it on VHS I don't know I can't wait to like like delve into the recesses of his mind for some of these because... Davis, if you ever listen to this, you will be probed to look at anything. I know, really. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, he had said something about Solo, and I was like, oh, shit, we're really going, we're we're going really dark here, which we are not watching. Abby, you will not be able to handle it, and I don't think you'd want to, honestly. So anyway, either. sorry. Completely That's random fine. tangent. We'll have to ask them if it's okay to say their names on here. Probably. Well, I don't know, because I was like, I realized we said my mom and my sister's names yeah. already. We're just We're outing everyone. Outing everybody. It's fine. It's all <laughs> good. Fine. They're probably the only ones that'll listen to this. Anyway. Exactly. I've even, yeah. I love it. It's probably just Karen and my mom that'll listen to it. I don't even know if Karen would listen to this. No, she'd be like, I listen to you all the time. <laughs> She's sweet. She probably would, just to make me feel better. Now that she has her AirPods. She, yes. She probably would. But um, Karen is we second went, mom to me. Yeah. <laughs> we love each other's families. I feel like we should also preface all of this. Oh, yes. with. We love each other's families and each great. other's friends. And I love best them. friends for 15 years, really. Does a number on you. It's crazy. You're teenagers alive today that were born when we met. We're coming up on 16 years <gasps> in the fall. Actually, no, this month. If. Yeah, this month. This month. Because th- that we... was an orientation. <laughs> okay. Um, also, that was perfect, and I love you Perfectly so much. Um, 
Wow. Okay. Well. Anyway. Evident that we've known each other. You're next. So you're next. Um, I we went on a tangent, and I can't even bring us back to where we were before. I, Usually, I'm good about that, but yeah. I'm not today. I really like how it ended. Yeah. I really like that ending of like you. She gets shot by a cop. You're like, God damn it. And then suddenly you're like, oh, fuck the axe. And he tries to come through the door and it's just blood splatter. You're next. End of movie. Oh, that That is what we were saying. Yeah, that I had no idea that it was coming and Mm -hmm. you remembered. And of course, yeah, we're watching and Abby goes, no, the other axe. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I can't believe you remembered. I was like, and you remembered what the rest of the audience has already forgotten. Instead of the ball drop, the axe dropped. That was, I mean, yeah, that's such a great way to do that. Yeah, it really and it is. just ends, because you're, I mean, yeah, you're left hanging, but it's a satisfying ending. It is. A hundred percent. She has vanquished all foes. Everything. Everybody who has done her wrong, she's vanquished She's them. vanquished them. Yeah. Our multidimensional. I did want to ask a question about the mom, because I feel like they really tried their best to gaslight her in the beginning of the movie, so I kept thinking that she was going to be, like, one of the final girls or whatever. Oh. Because I was, like, in another, I guess in another movie, like, the mom who's on medication is, like, the unreliable narrator, and she would have to fight through those inner demons to get through the rest of the house, but it did not turn out the way that I thought it did. I looked at you and I was like, this isn't the movie I thought it was. <laughs> she said that pretty early on, too. Like, I was like, oops, this isn't right. <laughs> Let the record show Abby turned to me very early on in this in this movie and said just that. That's not what I thought. That's <laughs> not at all what I thought. Um, because, yeah, they kept mentioning, like, oh, yeah, mom's on medication, she's kind of crazy, she's out there. And I thought it was interesting, the picture of the fam, the photo of the family, uh-huh. where she, the mom and the dad, were on the same couch, but they were separated pretty heavily and not really, like, interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is happening? But she has yeah. the dead-eyed smile in it, too. She does. So that's where Crispin is like, I am dead inside. The men all, like, have that, like, ubiquitous... Um, chest forward like mm-hmm. I'm holding in my feelings I feel like this movie pose. was really trying to get us into uh, the patriarchy is bad and we should address that before any of those vocabulary words were in the uh... they're very waspy it's very evident that they are very waspy oh, that yeah. they have money but they have all of the dysfunction that comes with money exactly. and expectations including them standing around that grill being like looks so good looks dad good. Like, and then she takes oh. that picture of them, and she's like, cute. And they all of them are just, like, dead eyes, no smile. And they're like, I'm just here with my brothers. I hate this. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was just so, so interesting, those little teeny details that you're like, interesting. wonder what's going on there. Yeah. And then Felix comes in with his creepy-ass girlfriend. So here's the thing. When I first saw it, I was like, that suspect. Sus. He, not him, but Her. Her. She, she is suspect because she doesn't smile. She doesn't. It's not about the not say smiling. Anything. She she's clearly like I'm here to stare. I know that Roger Ebert makes fun of her side eye and scoffing, but I immediately was like, she's fucked in the head, There's and no there is something well. going on. She's either going to be really into all the murder, or she's going to be responsible mm-hmm. for the murder. And it was both. Alas, it was both. It was both. She wanted. To have sex on the bed where his mother was dead lying. There. I'm sorry. Like, that yeah. line, that line, fuck me next to your dead mom. So Ooh, edgy. Edgelord. Hashtag edgelord. But you just know that she's like, not like other girls, like, yeah. she has the blunt haircut, the dark makeup. Uh, I mean, not to, I mean, again, yes, that is fair in that it, it's a really mm-hmm. generic stereotype but, but she played it off very well it's the side eye for me it's the constant side eye and that like ticked up smirk where she like acts like she knows more than she does which obviously you find out that she does but oh yeah or, be, you, or she knows more than she's letting on is really what i should have yeah. said it'd be interesting to watch it again and just pay attention to her because i feel like her oh, face reveals everything yeah Again, this is obviously my like forty seventh, yeah, 47th, yeah like my like forty seventh viewing of this movie. But you're watching it, and you're like, she knows everything, and she's revealing it all in her yeah. face. And then she starts lifting that plank of nails over her head, and you're like, no, 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 don't do that. Honestly, Aaron's gonna fuck you up. I know. 
honestly, like that, those nails in that board, I was like, I am mentally noting that for another time. Honestly, like survivalist film. A hundred percent. They're like, I just need to make sure I know where the hammer and nails and maybe I can like rip some wood off of the uh, panels of my door or something. It's funny because um, when I was staying in New Hampshire at Haley's house, mm-hmm. we'll leave that out. <laughs> when I was staying in New Hampshire, um, my cousin accident, my cousin had a Simply Safe alarm. Mm-hmm. The murder show yeah. commercial. Yes. Um, the She had a Simply Safe alarm and um, accidentally set off the. Um, like the key fob thing so i was home alone watching tv and all of a sudden i hear no simply safe and i was like i literally vaulted the couch i kid you i shit you not i was like a burst of adrenaline i was like somebody's breaking in and i vaulted over the couch and like threw like snatched up a knife and like threw my back against the wall so that i could see all five entrances into the home at once and I'm brandishing it and simultaneously pulling my phone out of my back pocket to dial an emergency call until I like and I pick it up and I look at it and I realize that she's calling me and she's calling me to tell me that she pressed the button accidentally Um, I don't know what she was doing I'm like were you drinking why did this happen and of course I like had so much adrenaline after yes. that that I could not <laughs> sleep like, I'm for hours. In the me- next few minutes, I know, <laughs> but I immediately started thinking about all of that shit. Like, if somebody comes in the door, what's How my do next move? Yourself? Yeah, I, I, like I love that about your own where she was constantly thinking, "I need a weapon at all times. Right. I cannot be caught alone or offhanded." Like that. Would, that's such good advice. Where she's like, "Just if it's blunt, if it's heavy, if it's sharp, get grab it." And the thing is, she's constantly on the move. Constantly. She's Which never, is excellent. The, the only time where she's stopped is when she's trying to hide and, like, bandage her wound. Or, like, yeah. in, in the basement area. Yeah. I, yeah. That's agree. the only time she stops moving because she's like, I need to get out. Yeah, she does not stop moving. And I think that that's probably, in, it, it's subliminally, it's integral to your survival in those situations, is to not stop with, from an action mm-hmm. perspective. To always be in action. Whether that's, like, you know, gathering things, gathering materials, staying alert, mm-hmm. grabbing your weapons, you know, taking care of others. Like, it is... It's part of all of it. It is yeah. part of all of that, you, yeah. Your mind has to constantly be working in all different directions. Because at the end, Crispin was like, if you had acted like a normal person did, this uh-huh. wouldn't have happened, and you would have been yeah. completely fine and just an accessory to murder. God, not, like, an not an accessory, but should they, be a witness. A witness. That's what a witness. Is. But so even they admit, like you're not normal. Yeah. Because your mind works so well, and that you've been raised in such a traumatic environment to constantly be thinking about this. Well, and here's the thing, like I think Roger Ebert puts too much focus on the. Well, she was on a survivalist compound, so that's an excuse for being brutal. And I'm like, no, we already know that she's intelligent. She's a grad student. Mm-hmm. We don't know in what realm, but we know that she's a grad student. Yeah. We know that she is focused from an education perspective. We know that she is. Um, we know that she's conscientious. We know that she pays attention to things. Yeah. And we also know, like, somebody who keeps on the move like that, she could have you know, grown up on a survivalist compound and been like, I didn't care about it, so I didn't learn anything. Like, yeah. we, we very much inter- can interpret that she got something out of it and that she learned and she kept those skills. Yeah, so it clearly was just like, he wasn't paying attention to the movie as much as he probably should have. Or it's that, it, well, yeah, I mean, yes. But, again, it's a horror film, right? Like, yeah. people constantly shit on horror films you know they're vapid and and sometimes there just isn't enough to build up that exposition but i feel like this movie did very well um when we first started alexia was like you need to turn up the volume on this because all of the dialogue is very essential to this movie so it's like a lot of that exposition was said and you really just kind of have to pay attention to some of those little details about it because otherwise some horror movies i guess they fall flat because they don't give you that background I, I just, again, it is very much a human-based horror film. Yeah. There is no supernatural element to it. Mm-mm. But that also means that the way the characters interact and the things that they say and do like are all integral to 
figuring out what's going to happen, really. Yeah. And that makes it even more scary. It does. Oh. But I liked it. I, I, that is a movie where I'm like, I would be willing to watch it again. Oh, As a newbie who's never seen it. No. I would be willing to watch it again. Yay! I mean, obviously, I've seen it a bunch of times. I own it, too. In one of the old, like, DVD I probably cases. would still look away whenever, what, Felix gets his head blended. An excellent moment. That, like, you're like, oh, shit, she's actually stuck the blender in his brain and scrambled it. Yeah, well, she just, like, hits him with it and then just sticks it right in. Yeah, and then scrambles his brain right up. That's so tense. Jesus Christ, I've never seen that before in my life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, that's probably, I, it's, like, one of the mo- more, quote-unquote, unrealistic moments but at the same time, the innovation. In it. Oh, yeah. You're like, I have never seen that before. Kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a newbie who is a scaredy cat, I don't think it will give me nightmares, but I, I hope not. I feel like it's something that will be like, I wish more people were like Aaron. Yeah. I wish we were all like Aaron. I wish I could be like Aaron. I know. I'm going to think about that now. Start prepping my own <laughs> survivalist compound. <laughs> well, it's no, it's so funny because my sister and I, when we were younger, we always had escape plans for oh, our yeah. house. Like if if some we, if somebody broke in, we knew exactly what was going to happen from the moment we figured it out till the moment we were getting the hell out of there. There you go. So, it, it you laugh, but people think it's about real. that. And yeah. you have to. We have it, an emergency kit just in case like something catches on fire or there's a flood somewhere. And yes. it's just like you have to have the emergency backup plan. Mm-hmm. Always. Even if you're like, I'm in the safest neighborhood possible, you're not, and you're overthinking it. Underthinking it. Well, I don't know. I have a, I have some paranoid people mm-hmm. that where I'm like, you no, are you're really overthinking, overthinking it. it. Yeah. But at least have some sort of concept or plan of like, I might, I might feel safe right now, but sometimes I just need to make sure I have a backup plan just in case. I love this movie. It was good. Yeah, watch it. Watch this. <laughs> watch it. Well, again, if you really are up deeply upset by blood or, you know, tra- like, I don't know, traumatic family interactions. Yeah, if you have a big family, maybe this might be a little bit much. I don't know. If your family argues a whole lot, this might be a little bit much. If, it, if, if your family argues a lot and you are very sensitive, let's clarify it with that. Like, mm-hmm. If you are a sensitive individual, maybe this isn't the movie for you, but I'm a sensitive individual, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love horror films, though, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt, yeah. but Abby I, survived. I survived. Yay. We're both final girls. Hashtag final girl. Hashtag. I'm just going to keep saying stuff like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we also, like, keep inserting our own idioms, which... Uh, we something sticks. <laughs> yeah. And our own... We literally quote everything all of the time and have our own inside jokes so our bad if that comes we'll try and clarify and we're trying to also work on like giving more exposition to when we talk about things so people don't feel lost or confused whenever we're talking about this movie and we will try not to talk over each other too i feel like we did that a lot in our first episode and Mm. i will no it'll be fine we'll we'll do better we're just discussing there's no camera or microphone here there's not even a camera here I was going to say, what no, do you mean? There's we're not recording anything. <laughs> I don't want people to see me. We are literally on top of my bed talking to I know. each other. <laughs> we like scrambled from the viewing area to like her bedroom to, to talk about it yeah, right away. <laughs> I love it. Was so, yeah, um, where do we want to watch next time? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we should go back to a classic. I think so too. Do we, we want to do like an old, old movie? Because I think I had, like, like Frankenstein old, old. or, like, you know, something from, oh, the, from 30s. Like the 30s. Like, a, like a, one of the OGs. Oh, I would be totally do down like for that. that. The only thing is, do where would we be able to find that? I think, particularly with horror films, mm. like, it's hard to find some of the older I ones. I Amazon has it. We'll find something. We'll figure it out. I think, you already saw Friday, Friday the 13th? Yes, okay. I saw the original one. I could, I, I could watch no, it no, again. No, no, no. We don't need to watch it again um, anytime soon. I just, as long as you've seen it. Um, but we could what do... Psycho? Oh, I do love Psycho. Have you seen it? No. <gasps> Abby. No, I've never seen it. Okay. No, don't. It's okay. It's okay. It just surprises <laughs> me. That's all. I know. It's all good. It just surprises me. And yeah. we'll have to do Psycho then. Okay. Oh, let's do Psycho. Yes. <laughs>
Oh my god, okay. We are right, done. Well, we're we will, done with this. We will see you guys next time. If you have any recommendations, please send them our way. Um, we, we might should also already... have some social media at some point. We're Once we figure out a name, we'll, we'll have everything posted. I'll probably add something to the end of the episode as well, just a plug. Yeah, we'll work. We'll work on that, and not to. We'll work on a lot of things, including a name and social media and like our list. But recommendations, we probably already have it. But if somebody, if we get like maybe enough votes on a certain movie, yeah, if, totally if we get like enough people asking us to watch something or talk about something, then we, we could probably do that. I was gonna say, if you want our millennial girl take on any films, we're happy to do if it. If you want to hear much more vocal fry, then we are happy to provide it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. I th- I feel like we tend to go high pitched over know. vocal fry. I feel but like I, I get very vocal fry. <laughs> I go higher. The more excited I am, the higher pitched my voice goes, which is ironic because I have a pretty deep voice yeah. for a girl in a normal speaking context. Yeah. But we get really excited. We do. We get very hype about this. So yes, if you have any recommendations, send them our way. We will post our next episode soon. And Yay. thank you guys for listening. Hi. Stay creepy and spooky or something. We'll figure out some sort of closing tagline. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, Bye. we're done. Bye. <laughs>